Today, as we gather and celebrate this memorial of St. Monica, I find it, these readings fitting. Uh, and we know the story of St. Monica perhaps well enough that she prayed for her son's conversion, St. Augustine. She saw him being very wayward and not just stealing pears and all those uh, things that he did as youth. Um, he's perhaps the one we, uh, we know the most about because he wrote uh, uh, his confessions to, to tell us about his spiritual journey. And he's, he's the first um, to have done such a thing. And it's, it's wealth of information and it gives us insight into his own spiritual life. Um, but so much of, of part of the reason I like St. Monica and St. Ambrose and St. Augustine is because so many of our sayings come directly from them, like when in Rome, do what the Romans do. Monica, you perhaps know this, was upset. Well, back at Hippo, we fast twice a week, Wednesdays and Fridays, but in Rome, they only feast once a, once a week. And what do I do? And St. Ambrose responded, well, when in Rome, do what the Romans do. Or it's all Greek to me, how St. Augustine complained that he didn't have the facility for Hebrew. And so, well, studying scripture is all Greek to me. Or the most famous one is, you are what you eat. Referring to the Eucharist, we become what we receive. It's a mistranslation, but I'll deal with that. But St. Monica's tears, more than her prayers. I cannot imagine how saddened she was to cry tears of agony. And she was more concerned almost of her son than she was of her own husband. Her husband uh, uh, had his own concerns. And I found myself reflecting uh, today that um, I wonder how many tears I've caused my mother or how many tears, only, only a mother knows how many tears they have over their children. And at one point, she was so distraught, she went to Ambrose and, and said, what do I do? And perhaps you've heard this too. Ambrose said, well, these tears will not be for naught. That the, God is going to listen to the prayers of a tearful mother. And of course, God did, even more so than she expected. So in addition to becoming a, a, a priest, becoming a bishop, establishing a religious order that still has some uh, influence among us today is a saint. Because she understood what St. Paul was telling the Thessalonians in today's first reading, that the will of God is our holiness, which is one way of uh, translating that, understanding that, because after all, St. Paul didn't know a punctuation mark in his life, literally, but uh, figuratively too. He could, he's a king of run-on sentences. But uh, that, that God's will for us is our holiness. And I remember as being vocation director and, and you as a religious community probably have heard this too. Sometimes we spend so much time, what's God's will for me? What's God's will? Is it religious life? Is it priesthood? Is it, is it this order, that order? Is it, is it marriage? Is it this? Is it that? And it comes down to, no, it's ultimately holiness. That in the end, what matters most is doing the will of God in holiness. So while uh, priesthood is exalted and, and uh, I, is a good way of, of following God and, and something special about that, as long as we're seeking holiness, it's all that matters. And sometimes we, we uh, tend to forget or get a little lax, and perhaps like these virgins, uh, it's not a percentage kind of thing, but like these virgins, they, they aren't thinking ahead. But to, to ask ourselves every time, 
we come to a, a fork in the road or every time where we have a decision to answer the question, what's God's holiness require? What's the next step that I can take that will help me to grow in holiness? For the wise ones, they understood it's being prepared of looking ahead and saying, if I want to be there with the Lord when he comes again, I need to have this extra oil. And sometimes they, they talk about the oil as being God's wisdom. Sometimes they talk about it as being grace, whatever it is. Whatever, and I think it's different for all of us, uh, perhaps, every time we read this passage. But whatever it is, to ask for that beforehand. Because when the bridegroom comes, it's too late. And I, I, every time we have a passage like this, I get a little knot in my stomach. And please, Lord, don't forget me. When I get there, please let me be on time before the door is locked. Please don't let me knock on the door and say, Lord, you, I followed you. I, I listened to you teaching in our streets. Uh, I ate and drank with you. I received the Eucharist. And the Lord says, mm-hmm, sorry, I don't know you. The door is locked. It's too late. I think St. Monica knew this that there is a point in life where it becomes too late. And she wanted holiness. As much as she wanted it for herself, she wanted it for her children even more. And she was willing to do whatever it took to the point of tears. We honor her not just because she's the mother of a saint, but because she understood holiness is God's will for us.